Hi, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Oh, is that a shout out? <laughs> Quiver Moto there it is. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Liza, and I'm feeling fancy. I am. I don't know why. I just am. All right. You know, when we have a full room, mm-hmm. it just brings so much more energy, and it's fun. Um, I'm about to announce who's in the room, and there's going to be some new names and some surprises. Uh, I'm just going to say Emma is not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, very sad. I'm so no fart machine tonight. But we no. have a bagler. Yeah, but the uh, machine's here. Ah, oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I just give it to her when she's getting bored. Yeah. <laughs> now you have me. <laughs> so let's get to who is here. Uh, joining us for the first time is Ellie. Hi, happy to be here. Hey, um, and you had a fun day. You you got a new bike and you got stuff bolted on, and we discovered something about you that you have PGS. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Uh, for those who don't know, PGS is a common affliction uh, in the motorcycle community. Um, some of our own have had it. Cat, uh, me and Megan. Uh, it's pretty girl syndrome. It's when <laughs> the girl stands back and all the guys are working on her bike for her. <laughs> yeah. That never happens to me. No, no, no. And I. Do you want it to happen to you? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm but you had about, show my boobies if someone will work on my bike for me. Yeah. You, oh. had, you had about six guys working on your bike today. Oh. Well done. And you just stood back and watched. I did a little bit more yeah, than yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You did. Um, running the board tonight. It's Stumpy John. Hey, everybody. And for more ways than one, I am glad to be alive today. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Yes. John and I are members of a club. That previously uh, only Jim had been in. in yeah, we're yeah. It's a badge of honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> and joining us on the classy girl couch tonight, it's the Begla. Here's Bagel in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Bagel is back. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to have you here. Yeah, back for a little visit, and couldn't couldn't resist stopping by for a day at the garage. No, and you went right to work. Yep, helping. <laughs> well, Ellie was one of the people, but yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, joining us, one of our favorite returning guests, it's Cat McLeod. Yes, I Cat McLeod. I'm encouraging everyone to ride the dream. Ooh, you know, I'm not naming names, but there is another misfit that told me today that. He's going to be riding the dream this year. All right. Do you know who I'm talking about? Not yet, but that's oh yeah, out. oh yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Uh yeah. You'll be finding out. And over, let's see, baby in the corner. <laughs> it's Lila. <laughs> yeah, happy to be back again. Honestly, I don't think I can leave this place. I'll be back every week. Nice. You had a grin on your face today. <laughs> One well. that I think we've all had at some point in our lives. <laughs> Yeah, so today I got to ride Stumpy John's bike. Yep. Uh, He let me take it for a spin down the coast, which I have actually been waiting to do since I was 16 years old when my brother moved out here and I got to ride on the back of his bike. Uh, Isaac, for those of you Mm -hmm. who didn't hear, that's my older brother. Um, And so that was a little dream fulfilled. I just need to get one of my own now and rip up and down every day <laughs> yeah and you are grinning like an idiot yes i absolutely <laughs> still am yeah something we love here at the garage and let's see oh 
our number one uh, exotic today is Henry. Hey, I've been bang good, pretty good this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many stories. And our, um, now has been promoted, you guys, I haven't told you, oh. officially Feels good. promoted to Stunt Misfit. It's huh? Raymond or Ray Ray. <laughs> All it took is a couple of accidents, but <laughs> <laughs> so um, we so much, so much to cover, so much to cover. All right, we got first. I want to say we have a big announcement we're going to be making later on in the show. Um, so make sure you stick around for that. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, and we have a special guest calling in too. So lots going on. Um, let's get to let's say, well, let's start with Henry. Henry, huh? You did, you did it again. <laughs> oh, crashed. Yeah, you're, I did that. You're, I'm calling you the pinball wizard. <laughs> so. Yeah, you, you bounced off a car, didn't you? Uh, I did not bounce off a car this time, at least. So, basically, a uh, car changed lanes and it hit and it struck me, and I went down on my uh, ST1300. And luckily, I didn't go down with the bike because that thing weighs 750 pounds. But uh, I rolled a little bit in the uh, rolled a little bit in the freeway lanes, and but I was conscious the entire time, and I realized like you know no, nothing was broken, so I jumped up immediately, so I wouldn't get run over by a car, and found my way over to the median uh, from there, where wow. a uh, bot, where a good Samaritan had stopped and was calling nine one one and was waving me over to uh, basically get me to safety. So is this just they? They just didn't see you. You weren't like going too fast or anything, right? No, I was going like maybe thirty miles an hour. Or so I, All right. I, I live in I live I've lived in California my yeah. entire life, so I know how to lane split. But I mean, and that's one of the the risks that can happen. Yes, but it's what happened afterwards that kind of shows that they're in the wrong what happened they ran yeah yeah it was a hit and run mm. according to um chp dispatch it was technically considered a felony hit and run mm-hmm. and which road was this on this was on 101 north around redwood city oh wow and let's get the gear report because you are unhurt how did your gear do so my gear did pretty fantastically i was wearing my aerostitch roadcrafter which I wore today, it is a little bit more scuffed up than it was before, but there was no abrasions or anything all the way through. And yeah, I I'm still feel confident to wear it. I was wearing Helamont gloves, which were pretty roasted at that point, but they still did their job. I have no injuries to my hands. I was wearing my CD Adventure boots, which I'm wearing right now as I speak. And I had an Arai Quantum X helmet, which did its job fantastically since I didn't lose consciousness and I have no brain injuries uh, whatsoever. Well, I'm sorry you went down. I mean, this sounds like something that's just one of the risks we take, wearing all the gear, doing all the right things. And the bike was rideable? Uh, I, actually, yes, because there was a CHP officer, who uh, a motorcycle officer who came to the scene and he picked the bike up and rode it off to the median for it to get uh, towed away. Oh, so hmm. I think it, I think it's uh, totally repairable, but I'm not going to touch it until insurance yeah. is all worked out with it, and I have to go ahead to go with it or not. Wow! Wow! Well, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. Stop doing that. 
Yeah, stop yeah. getting hit, Henry. <laughs> it's maybe because you're sitting next to Ray. I, I was going to say, I feel it's responsible now. I, I texted Emma when this happened, like, hey, good news, Ray's in good company. Bad news is because I got into an accident as well. Oh, no. But, so we have a story, too. Um, hold on. Ray, can you put your cord up over? Yeah, that. so we don't have all the weight. There you go. Thanks. Um, so, John... We did the Big Thumpers ride. That's your group. We did, yeah. And had a had a nice ride. Started out awesome. Good group of people, like 18 bikes. Now, uh, <laughs> to preface it, you all may remember last week we talked about our little pre-run um, where we did encounter some locals on a road up in the hills that didn't think we should be there. And um, just to be sure, you kind of... Yeah, made I went, some calls. Yeah, I made calls to the sheriff's department. I did as much research as I can online. And I sent out an email um, to the whole group saying, hey, look, we had this encounter with the with a neighbor and, you know, something may happen, something may not, but just a heads up. So everyone sort of knew there was a possibility there. Yeah, and um, we, we said, and if there is any confrontation, we don't want to cause any trouble. Don't say anything. Just, I'm sorry, you know, just... That's it. We don't want to be problem for people. We don't want to perpetuate the bad biker image in any way, right? So um, we had a pretty big crew. Yeah, it was, it was a huge group. We had 18 people. Yeah, people just showed up, too. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know who half of them were. Any, everywhere from like uh, CR250Ls up to GS1250, yeah. I think. A little bit of everything. And we headed up, um, had a nice ride up Old San Jose Road. People right away got into the twisties, and it was a good good enough pace that I think everyone had a nice ride, and everyone was kind of keeping up as a pack pretty yeah. well. I was in the rear this time, and you were in the front. Right. Um, and then we headed up over to um, the- The summit. The, yeah, over yeah. to the, the dirt road. And so for folks that don't know, so Summit, we have a, a mountain range that's mm-hmm. uh, that's west of, of Santa Cruz. And uh, so on at the top of the mountain range, there's a, there's a dirt road up there with on on the east side, there's a lot of dirt roads going down and connects into the valley where Gilroy is and Morgan Hill in that area. So we were up at the crest and headed down all the way towards the Gil- Gilroy side. And there are signs that say private road, uh, residents only. But, you know, my policy uh, in adventure riding is um, ignore signs, but obey all fences and gates. And chains. And chains. If it's the smallest attempt, if there is a string across, I'm like, all right, you know, there's an attempt. But when it's a sign, I don't know. I mean, anyone can get a sign made up. So we're heading on on down the road. Again, I'm way in the back. And... um, I heard you say, uh-oh, there's someone trying to flag me down. Right, yeah. So there was a, a vehicle coming opposite to me that uh, stopped and rolled his window down <clears throat> trying to you know get our attention. And I just told Liza and just kind of motioned to the group, let's just keep going. So, and I did the old wave as you go by. I did see you. Good to see you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I do that with police. Don't and mind us. Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And as we're continuing uh, down, um, and it's a dirt road in. This is in a fire zone, so there's um, old properties. There's some houses with no one living there, but then there are some farms and some houses there. We're not on loud bikes, and we are not going fast. We're going down a grade yep. of a dirt road over the mountain. Um, so we're, we're taking it easy. And then you said, uh, there's, there's a guy. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> so what happened was, is I, <laughs> so as I was moving forward, I saw this guy on, the, on, a, on a house on the left side and he starts screaming, hey, hey, hey. And so when somebody's coming at you like that, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to stick in this situation. So I, I just gassed it and kept going. <laughs> and about, and about five people, five of the group followed me. Um, and then Liza was back with the rest of the group on the backside. Well, I'm coming up and I see um, the group. Um, I see this guy running across the road and trying to grab people and trying Ooh. to push some bikers <gasps> over. Again, no one's going fast. Um, and he's like actually physically hitting them? No, physically, he literally grabbed one of the, one he, of the gals on the wow. chest. He was yeah. running wow. out and trying to grab people as oh, they go that's by. Annoying. That's assault. And um, so I just, I said, I'm going to, I'm coming up, I'm going to talk to him. So I pulled up from the back of the pack right up to the front. And that's when I noticed his cocked revolver. Yep. Oh, of course. Yikes. Yes. And he was charged. He's screaming. He's waving his gun. He's just mad as hell. Hmm. Now, we had instructed people, don't confront, don't do anything and i'm glad we said that nobody so proud said of a the thing. group the group was cool nobody said a thing so um i just went up there and i'm like hey 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 you know we're not trying to cause any problems and just talking to him I'm like look what's your name and he was like red and just fuming and i i was like do you mind putting your gun away i'm just standing there talking to him calmly yeah. oh, like good this. for you do you mind yeah. putting your gun away it's a bit intimidating and he's just just fuming, and, and he's, you can't be here. You need to go back. Like, look, the rest of our group already went. I didn't mean to disturb you. This is a beautiful place. We're you know riding slow. Uh, do you mind? We're just gonna keep going, but won't come back here. No way. You gotta leave. You gotta get out of here. You need to go back. You can't be here. Private road. And he's just screaming. I'm like, look, look, it's okay. Um, how about I'm gonna leave them here. I'm gonna go. Get the rest of the group. No, you're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You're staying here. I'm calling the police. Like, you can call whoever you want. Mm -hmm. It's okay. No one's doing anything to you. Just staying calm. Meanwhile, John (laughs) is hiding (laughs) around the corner because he heard there was a gun. Well, one of the guys, one of the riders came flying up to me, all, all excited, like, John, you got to go back there. You got to go back. There's a guy with a gun. He's holding the gun. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. You, yeah, you're I'm asking me to go back to a situation where there's somebody with a gun? Uh-uh. I was born at night, but not, not, not last night. So we're being held hostage. We're, we're being held hostage. And I'm like, look, just can you just let us go? We need to. We're going to catch our group. I promise we won't. You got to go back. You can't. I'm like, all right. All right. I hear what you're saying. Uh, so I turned to the group cause I'm like, this isn't a safe situation, right? Yeah, yeah. I got him to holster his gun, but he was, had his cell phone out. I don't know who he's calling. Um, but he mentioned to me like, I, I, my buddy saw you on the road. He called me. Meanwhile, um, another pickup truck showed up. Another guy showed up. So apparently the guy at the top of the road called the local militia. Right, who all came out with their guns. Apparently, the road was blocked further down with trucks. Really, and another guy who had a gun with him, but not did not point at anyone, came out to talk to John and and the rest of the group. So I took our group and I said, "Look, I need you guys to just turn around and go, go back up to the top of the mountain, get out of here, just 
go. And I told the guy, I'm going to, I'm going to go down and get the rest. And I saw a couple more people further down the road and he's like, you're not going anywhere. I'm like, look, look, Jim, I'm, I'm trying to get everyone out of here. That's what you want. I'm just going to go down there. And so I just rode on down the road and there was a couple other people and they were calling 911. And I'm like, now this is getting worse. I don't want it to escalate. And then I'm trying to tell them, like, can you guys just go? Can we? I told them we'd go. Let's just, just go. Well, I'm on. I'm on the call with nine one one. Can you call him back? I mean, we we don't have an issue. I've got him calmed down. I told him we'd leave. We need to go. And about that time, John came in a comms. We were on comms. He came in a range with me, and I'm like. You need to come back and just go. Just go back up. Everything will be fine. We just need to go back up. So. Um, well, the other neighbor came down yeah. to me and uh, he was he was cool. I mean, he had a gun, <laughs> no doubt. But of course, you know, but it was much. He wasn't as agitated. He's like, look, we get tweakers around here. We've got all kinds of stuff going on around here. We're always protecting our property. Can you guys please just turn around and go back? And it was, a, you know, so at that point, I'm like. Yes, <laughs> we'll turn around and go back. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I'm glad that he was kind of chill about it because it would have uh, it potentially could have escalated. But they didn't know that in Liza's group was a sheriff. So we had actually had a police officer with us, and and turns out we had two ex cops. Oh, us really? Also, so yeah. <clears throat> so the 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 deputy who was with us, um, um, he was on the phone re- reporting, giving like license plate numbers and all this stuff. Of the trucks, mm. uh, of the yeah. trucks, yeah. and I'm just like, can we just, can we just leave? No, like, but that's that's correct you know? though, because they should so, be able to um, get away with that. So finally, John's group goes. I get the everyone else to go, and I had calmed the guy down just by being, you know, just polite and and friendly. It turns out he's a rider too, you know. And I'm yeah. like, oh, what bikes do you have? What's <laughs> you <know? laughs> your off the bike? I was holding me at that point a minute ago. Is now telling me about the bikes in his garage. And so as we come up, I'm like, all right, I think I got everyone. But look, in case there's a straggler, please don't shoot them. <laughs> just just tell them we went back up this way. You know, sorry for the trouble. Um, we went back up to the top, and then the 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 deputy. I guess he did what he had to do. He goes, all right, that was a crime. A crime has been committed, but only if there is a victim in the group. Is there anyone here who wants to file a report that they're a victim? Did he point a gun at you? Did he try and knock you off your bike? And I was like, look, I don't want to tell anyone what to do or not, but I would rather just like, let's just move on. Everyone's fine. Let's just keep on going on on our ride. We'll have a, We have another alternative route. But... A couple people are like, he can't do that. He can't pull a gun on people. I want to yeah, file a report. I agree. Yeah. So I'm like, fair enough. So John volunteered to stay with them. And I'm like, I'm taking the rest of the group and I'm sure. salvaging this ride. Yeah. And there was yet another f- group of five people who did kept going and had not stopped at this junction. And so our friend Tad was with them, and he called me, and he's like, where are you guys? We're waiting down the hill. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, we, dodge. We, we're on the summit. So he goes, well, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take them on another ride. <laughs> so he took one group on a ride. I took another group on a ride. We had, you know, we had a good time. And then John had to stay and wait for how long? Two hours. 
two hours for four cruisers to come for the up. sheriffs to come. Mm. Oh, so they did wow. show up. They wow. did show up. Yeah. Okay. They did show up. Um, there were no charges pressed. Really? No, the the two riders decided that um, after the the sheriff deputies showed up, they were like, "Look, we can we can do you know, citizens arrest here um, because at that point it's one word against another." Well, there's all sorts of witnesses. <clears throat> yeah, that's but they were trying to defuse the situation, so yeah, they, yeah. you know, they're like, "If you want to go to court, we'll, we'll press this because you yeah. have a right to press it if, if yeah. you want to." And after some thought, they kind of said, mm, "No, I don't really want to deal with court and all that stuff." Yeah. So what the deputy ended up doing was going down and. Um, and giving them a, a warning. So all four cruisers went down there to warn the guys. Just they can't. They can't be pulling guns on people. Well, I mean, so did they confirm that this was a county road? Nobody could actually confirm whether or not it was or it okay. wasn't. So, well, so we don't know that. Well, here's here's a point that I wanted to raise too: is that it it may not be a county road because in in a lot of rural areas there are private um, what are called private roads, which technically now I, I don't know the the exact legal definition of this but my understanding is that those are public easements yes which are that it's on private property right but it's it's in the actual title of the property it is a section of that property that is set off for public access okay now in terms of what the laws are about who has access to that i'm not sure what that is but those are designed for public access so i'm not sure that a property owner is as long as someone is passing through that road and staying on that road, yeah. I don't think the property owner has any right to tell someone to get off of there. Um, now, I'm, I'm not a lawyer. I'm, like I said, I don't know all the legal definitions that are involved here, but but that's my my understanding of how that works. And um, you know, and I, I get that people want to have their privacy and don't want people passing, you know, through their their property you know out in the middle of nowhere especially when they have you know some unsavory types who come up there from time to time but but at the same time it's like you you can't go around assaulting people who are passing through your property who who did, have a legal right did to do this that. guy physically touch one of the roads? yes yeah. okay and did he have the hammer on the revolver it was caught yeah it was caught yep whoa yeah it was a bad situation yeah, it was bad um and here's here's what i want to say uh, um for adventure riding, for exploring on motorcycles, for going on back roads, this is a risk that we take. Yeah, um, it's a we're, risk here. We're no anywhere. <laughs> um, were we in the wrong? Should we have ignored the private road signs? Possibly. He could have uh, had us charged with trespassing, but again, the the sheriff's department couldn't confirm if it was private or not. Which is kind of odd. So I know, I know. So it's sketchy. Um, What happened was they'd done a lot of fire road um, access out there too. After Mm -hmm. the fires, they they cut a lot more roads to be able to get um, residents out of there as quickly as possible. But I mean, yeah, you could say maybe we shouldn't have been there. But I will say, um, that's not when you explore, you may encounter. And I was a, I was proud of the group that nobody confronted or talked back or did anything. to to escalate it the um the deputy who was on the ride didn't even um announce that he was a deputy because he's like i'm retiring in six months i don't want to get shot by some (laughs) backwood hillbilly Uh, you know (laughs) he just witnessed and took reports and reported it and um i just calmed him down and complied you know it easily 
Yeah, but I easily could have gone wrong. Yeah, mm. no, exa- and that's the problem. Is that the, the issue is that this guy got away with it, and who's going to stop him next time from well, from sh- doing worse? They words? went and said you can't do that. You know, so um, that's the thing. I mean, that's kind of the takeaway. Is look, we're going to explore. Is that going to stop me from exploring? No, not yeah. really. But um, we have to be prepared that that may happen, and for anyone else exploring, that may happen. So. Keep that in mind. Um, if you do, just be respectful. This is their home. This is their place. He told me he's fourth generation on that land. And, I, you know, I, I respect that. Did he have a right to pull a gun? No. But um, I'm, we're just grateful yeah. that it didn't escalate. Everything, you know, we still we salvaged it, had a good ride, except for John. Who'd wait for hours? <laughs> well, it's a good experience, adventure. I know. Yeah, well, I mean, but one, one thing I'll say is, is um, you know, if it wasn't for Liza, um, it, it really could have went the other direction. Yeah, no, so I was I, say, yeah, I'm impressed that Liza was no, able Liza to maintain was, her cool that much. I mean, and I just, I'm, a, I'm actually real proud of the misfits. So I think, you know, I didn't lose my cool, which I can do. Um, and yeah. Liza, Liza handled the situation, and Tad took control too. And he didn't, yeah, he didn't Tad meet us where took, we were to, took but, the other people for a trip. So yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. who came. On this ride, just kind of taking care so of. So the misfits showed up, and I and the other thing I'll say as a bit of a rant is I think I really want to encourage anybody in California to join the California Off Road Vehicle Association because there are so few areas that we can go riding in the dirt. Mm. We really need to protect whatever's left for us, yeah. and uh, and because it's it's I mean they're going to yank Pismo Beach soon, really? and there's a yeah. there's all kind of like you know contestation going on around all the open road stuff. So mm-hmm. join that group and let's let's lobby. But now John and I have officially joined. The had a gun pulled on me while on my bike <laughs> club that only Jim was in. Before. And we weren't in Sturgis. Oh, you've been in? Are you in it too? <laughs> hey! What a great, what a great yeah, club. Yeah, uh, except it happened in Beirut, not here. But, yeah. <laughs> I imagine the situation was probably a little bit more different. Yeah. Oh. Well, so, gun, so, baby. so hold on. So <laughs> this was not, you know, on Summit where the load splits, the, the dirt no, road splits into the two, and then this is the down one on, on the left has a, you know, pr- yes, private. Yes, that's where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Down, but, the, down the but, backside. Oh, so this is on it, not, but we went that further down, because I yeah. usually go that way. Well, the weekend before the we went all the way down. So okay, I, okay. And let me just say, one of the reasons that we continued was because in the research that I did, there were some lawsuits against against residents stopping uh, putting gates up and putting signs yeah, on yeah, actually yeah. some research i found there was uh people who went to jail because they strung up uh, yes wire. well that's what you worry oh about. yeah so I've you don't know which yeah. signs are county signs they didn't look like county signs they're yeah. just private signs so who knows so, yeah there you go yeah we're in the club yay with raymond and jim all right so since we have bagel here yeah I thought it'd be fun to bring back a segment we've done before called Debate Club. <laughs> All right. Right? Where we debate topics. So I prepared a topic to debate. And to do so, I brought in a special guest. For those in the room, you may have noticed joining us on the screen. It's Junkie Turdman. Hey, hey, Junkie. How you doing? I even brought glasses so I could look smarter. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite dapper, too. Wow, I, I, feel, I feel underdressed for this debate. Yeah, so if you guys don't know who this is, it's a Junkie from the Creative Writing Podcast. And this is Debate Club, so Bagel, come dressed for debate. Oh. I guess so. <laughs> Actually, are you ready for this? Motorcycle Debate Club. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's right. Awesome. 
<laughs> what a jingle. Oh Feels like God. I should be selling a floor wax. <laughs> <laughs> and, and full credit for that goes to Junkie. He created that for us. Wow. Nice. And you, you look just, you look surprised. Like, what? She actually used it? <laughs> Well, because so, I've sent you other stuff that you haven't used. And I actually, <laughs> before we get into the debate club, my yeah. my plan going forward is to make, to just guess what possible games you could have in the future and just make <laughs> all sorts of jingles, you know, for, for any potential game that might come up in the future. And that way you'll, you'll be set. I'll send you like 30 different jingles. <laughs> um, so tonight's debate. So for people who, know how this, uh, who don't know how this works, um, Bagel and Junkie are going to have a debate. And we here in the room are the the judge and jury. And we're going to decide who wins. The debate tonight is called Motorcycle or Scooter? <laughs> because I find that there are some bikes that fall somewhere in the middle. And if you actually, uh, let me ask you, uh, Kat, mm-hmm. what defines a scooter to you? To me, a scooter is defined when you got the step through. When literally, it's the st- when when literally you, you're putting your two feet down and it's on a floorboard. Now, I have mm-hmm. a big opinion mm-hmm. on motorbike, mm-hmm. motorcycle versus scooter, but I'm going to hold that because All it's right. time for the two experts to debate. All right. So there's a lot of things, Raymond. What to you is one one thing that makes something a scooter? Well, I have to agree with Cat on on not having pegs, having the step through, okay. and integrated luggage you know like cargo area cargo area that's a good one all right well i've got some here that are quite debatable so here's how it's going to work uh i'm going to read a little back history or a little information on the first bike that we will be debating and i need somebody with a timer let's see we're going to give you 60 seconds enough time do you think I think that that sounds good. 60 seconds. Uh, I'll give you each 60 seconds to debate why you think it's a motorcycle or a scooter. And then we'll open it to the judges to ask some follow-up questions. Are you guys ready? So our first bike up, and I'm going to be specific in the year, a 2022 Super Cub C125. Base uh, MSRP is $37.99. This is a 124cc air-cooled single-cylinder four-stroke with 17-inch wheels. Lightweight and easy to handle, the step-through chassis goes a big way towards making it user-friendly in traffic or around town. And the four-speed semi-automatic transmission means you'll never have to deal with a clutch. Best of all, its excellent fuel economy means you can travel far on a single tank of gas. So let's go with bagel first. Bagel. Mm-hmm. We're going to start the timer. Is this a motorcycle or a scooter? Okay, this is the. You started with the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of kind of going to be all downhill from here. Um, the 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 Super Cub is so close on that line between motorcycles and scooters because my cri- I use the the cannonball scooter cannonball run criteria mm-hmm. <clears throat> for scooters and there there are five criteria uh, unit construction of engine transmission and rear swing arm wheels no lar- no larger than 10 inches originally equipped with a step through style frame originally equipped equipped with running boards or leg shield and a, a single cylinder engine design Mm-hmm. The Super Cub meets three of those. 
the step okay. through frame, the running board or the leg shield, and the single cylinder engine. So I am counting that as a scooter. All right. And time. All right. Junkie. All right, the bagler. While I respect your opinion, I wholeheartedly disagree. Uh, in this case, I feel like the the original Cub was a sure it was a a scooter. Uh, this one has much more in common with the motorcycle. They call it a step through design, but if you look at the even the Raider, the Yamaha Raider, or some of the other choppers that slant down and then come up, are those not step through? I mean, the frame height where that dips down right in front of the seat is roughly the same height as some choppers I've seen. Um, it does have a single cylinder design, but so does half the dirt bikes out there. And it has a chain drive. The motor is not on the swing arm. For me, I know some of the older uh, scooters weren't automatic. They, they weren't, um, you know, they were foot brake and foot shift. Or, or lever shift. And so the, the, the swing arm on the frame um, or the, the engine on the swing arm has a big deal for me to do with uh, how I judge if it's a scooter or not. And for this one, there's it has a lot of parts in common with the Grom. And um, time. Oh, so motorcycle, <laughs> motorcycle. Uh, motorcycle. Do, well, do I right. have a chance to rebut some of the Well, you ha- now you have judges can ask a follow-up uh. question. Anyone have a question for either of them? No? All right. So let's see. Um, you know, I think, well, you, Bagel, you said that it had three of the five. Yes. Um, would you say that one of the most defining things that makes something a scooter or a motorcycle is wheel size? It's one of the five criteria that's used. And, and for the scooter cannonball run, three out of the five minimum must be met for it to be considered a scooter. And the Honda Cub does meet those. Um, and, and small wheels is one of those, but modern Vespas also do not match that criteria because they have 12 inch wheels, not 10 inch. All right. This has the same size wheels as a GS, you know, our <laughs> BMW, yeah, same BMW diameter. Or 1200 GS, <laughs> right. Anyone, any judges have a follow up question for junkie? Um, I, I look at this and ask, what was the bike originally made for what's the application that we typically see a scooter used for and what's the applications we see a motorcycle used for Mm. these are meant for different things there's such a thing as the right tool for the job so in deference to bagel who's who's riding these scooters in ways that we were never intended to but originally the scooter was meant to be an around town type of easy mode of transportation it was never meant to be super sexy it was meant to be practical and fun um, this is not always what a motorcycle is supposed to be. It's only sexy when Bagel is on it. <laughs> well, thank you, Henry. I, I have some notes about yeah. that afterwards if we could Especially comment on that. And, uh, Bagel, I, I do have a follow-up question. Yes. Uh, you did not list this criteria, but I think a big criteria for scooter versus motorcycle is if you go through a puddle, are your pants still clean? <laughs> well, that's that's the leg shield and floorboards. Okay. Leg yeah. shield, yep. floorboards. The C-125 does not have floorboards. It doesn't have floorboards, but it does have a leg shield. Barely. It, yes. Well, that's that's one of the criteria. I mean, it, it, you could argue also that, that barely is step through because it's a fairly high step through. That's that's one of my points and, call it, for calling it a motorcycle. Right. And that's that's why I said that this is a really really tough one to decide on because okay. it's very close to that line. But I think I think it falls on the scooter side. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're going to go to the judges to vote. I have to say, uh, I find it fascinating. Bagel has a good point in that three of the five criteria for the scooter cannonball. Is a pretty mm-hmm. big 
uh, definition there. Um, let's start with let's go backwards. Raymond, is it a motorcycle or a scooter? I'd say motorcycle. Okay, and Henry, I'm gonna have to say scooter. <gasps> Die, Henry. <Ooh. laughs> All right, Lila. Sounds like a scooter to me too. Oh, you guys oh. are so easily swayed. All right, Kat. <laughs> it was meant to be ridden as a scooter. But to me, it, it's the purpose of it. It's it's a scooter. Oh, okay. Uh, John, motorcycle. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go because it has the large wheels. I'm gonna go motorcycle, which means Ellie, you are the tiebreaker. <laughs> well, so I. Th- the biggest criteria, if it's a motorcycle or a scooter, is whether a Harley rider will give you the two wheels hand sign. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Good. I mean, they don't even Good. give sport bike riders. And, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so, riding a Ducati. They won't wave back. I'm sorry, <laughs> Ellie. I need a vote. Is it a motorcycle? It's a scooter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because the Harley rider won't wave back. This Absolutely not. There's no right. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't, right. I don't so wave I, to scooter. I, I, have to make, I have to make an announcement. I no longer own 13 scooters. Yeah. I own 15 scooters. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, if you go to Honda's website, it's not on the scooter section. It's on the mini moto section. Mm. Ah, see? Should have included that in your 60 seconds. The ADV, I know. Who knew? (laughs) I took those notes, too. Okay. I should have read my notes. The day the Uh, largest cosplay organization in the world decides what a motorcycle (laughs) or scooter is. Okay. Adorable little leather chaps. The the next one up is the, let's go with the Piaggio MP3 500. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. This has a, a suggested retail of $10,000. It has not one, but two 13-inch front wheels and one 14-inch rear wheel. It has articulated parallelogram front suspension with the electro-hydraulic suspension blocking system, stable and secure performance with three-channel ABS. This is a three-wheel bike piaggio comes out swinging in 2021 with its largest and most advanced mp3 model built on its proven leaning delta trike chassis the mp3 500 hpe sport advanced carries the largest mill found to date in an mp3 platform and the addition of a reverse gear moves the 500 from rare to unique it's like a gold wing. <laughs> all right Almost. so this is a leaning three-wheel bike Let's start with Junkie. John, you got the clock? Yep. All right. Ooh, hey, can I can I defer yeah. it to Bagel first? Because I don't if he agrees with me, I don't want it to just be a yeah, it's this I, I, whatever he says, I'll do the opposite of. Let's go with Bagel first. Just to keep it interesting. Let's let's go with Bagel first. <laughs> are, are you okay with that, Liza? Sure. All, All right. right. So defending the scooter world once again. <laughs> Um, I am declaiming the Piaggio MP3 500 solidly in the scooter world. Um, Based on my criteria, it again matches them because it has a unit construction of engine transmission and rear swing arm. It has a step-through style frame. It has running running boards and a leg shield. And it has a single-cylinder design. That's four out of the five criteria. It's manufactured by Piaggio, which is the the parent company of Vespa. They make scooters. you know, that's what they have always done. Well, since World War II, that's what they've always done. Um, it it rides like a scooter. It has smaller wheels like a scooter. Um, it's uh, it has a it has storage under the seat. 
you know, everything about this bike, except for the two front wheels, is it screams scooter. So that's that's all I got to say about the MP3 500. Okay. Yeah. Let me go first next time so I don't make that stupid <laughs> mistake again. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So this, this is firmly a motorcycle, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Baker said it's a yeah. scooter. <laughs> what other what other uh, scooters have three wheels? I could tell you a lot of motorcycles that have three wheels. There was a Harley, uh, you know, there was a Harley design that they made a few a few years back. There is a, a Nikon that Nike? the Yamaha makes. Mm-hmm. Now there's the Piaggio, which uh, joins that group of three wheeled motorcycles that's out there uh, in the group. Um, also, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Also. Piaggio also owns Derby, Derby Group, and mm. Derby is a makes cars. So <laughs> the fact that they make cars and now motorcycles, and, and you know they have a whole variety. They're yeah, not just a scooter company. So I, it's 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 a motorcycle. Oh, okay. That's a scooter. So, Grasping its straw. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I've seen arguments. I have a, f- a follow up question. Um, bagel. Yes. In the scooter criteria, what is the size of the engine? That defines a scooter. There is no limit for the engine size in the criteria. Uh, because what I found is that usually small displacement. Typically, yes. Well, this is a 500cc. Yes. But there are bigger scooters. There's the Bergman 650. Yeah. Oh, that's coming There's the <laughs> Is it a parallel BMW twin, too? Because did Bagel... Did yeah, bagel is, like... I don't think it's a, a single. I think it's a twin. Mm-hmm. I think it's a parallel twin. The MP3 500, it's a single. Yeah, I think he's right. I think he's right. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. It's a big thumper. Okay. Just like a just like a uh, KT, KT you know, KT, the, the, Husk, the Husqvarna 701's <laughs> big. I mean, we're talking, there's other big thumpers, motorcycles sure. out there. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So it's a thumper, yeah. basically. All right. Anyone else have a follow-up question for either Bagel or Junkie? No. Can, can I make a few points? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not unless a question is asked. Uh, no one has a question. Does anybody want to know about other three-wheeled scooters? <laughs> no, no. There know. are none. They're all motorcycles. <laughs> Wait, those are the ones with sidecars, right? Honda Gyro. <clears throat> oh, God. That thing is a death trap. Oh, I didn't say it was safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's not a scooter. That's a motorcycle. Yeah. The Honda Gyro? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that's a shopping step- cart with wheels. What's well, a step through design? Uh, I rode so one. A, yeah. Technically, so is a tuk tuk, and I don't think you'd call that a scooter. <laughs> well, actually, tuk tuks are scooter drive. Okay, all right, all right. So we're going to vote now. Well, let's start now okay. with Ellie. Is this a scooter or a motorcycle? Well, Liza, I think you made a good point. Uh, scooters are usually low. Displacement. So I mm-hmm. think this one's a motorcycle. Oh. Wow. Oh. Would you wave at it? Not me, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to vote. Oh God. There needs to be a third category for the Honda Gyro and this. <laughs> um, I am um I'm gonna go scooter because I think this was built for the scooter market. Yep. For people who are afraid of a scooter that will fall over, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah, get a car, okay. even though it doesn't work that way. Yeah. All right, John, scooter or motorcycle? Scooter. All right, cat. I'm sort of the same opinion as you, Liza. It's what it was made for. It was made to be a scooter that was less threatening. Okay. All right, Lionel. Yeah, I'm with you guys on scooter. All right, and let's go, Henry. 
I don't have the opinion of fuck it, but <laughs> if I had to choose, I would say Scooter. Okay, and Ray Ray. Scooter. All the All way. Right. All right. I'm even going to vote Scooter on this one. I was going <laughs> to Scooter. You had to pick Scooter, so. But you know what? All of these break the rules. I mean, this is got well 14 and 13 inch wheels, which are bigger wheels. It's a bigger displacement. Um, they, they do kind of break some of the rules. This is a $10,000 scooter. And it's $10,000. Exactly. There are Vespas that cost more than $10,000 too. In order to assuage your fears and have three wheels, you (laughs) get to pay 10 grand. And that's the other thing too. Scooters are usually more cheaper price. But there's Vespas that are like over $10,000. Oh yeah. That's true actually. Yeah. The Vespa 946 and some of like the Louis Versace models (laughs) of the 150 uh, Primavera. Yeah. They, that's crazy. All right, well, let's go to the next one up, which is the 2022. Just coming out, everyone's excited about this one. The Honda Navi. You guys just familiar with this? Just coming to the States, no. actually. Just coming to the States. So base uh, MSRP is $1,807. What? And this is a 109cc air-cooled single-cylinder four-stroke with a 12-inch front and 10-inch rear wheel. What makes the new Honda Navi so much fun? How about this? First, it's easy to ride thanks to its one-speed, no-shift, automatic CVT transmission. That helps make it easy to learn on, too, even if you've never ridden a motorcycle before. So... We're going to start. Junkie, do you want to start on this one? Yeah, yeah let me go first this time. <laughs> yes. All right. You may begin. This is a scooter. It's it's, it's 100% a scooter. Okay. Everything from the 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 frame of it, the the motor is on the swing arm like a scooter. Uh it's got dual drum brakes. Who does that on a motorcycle? Um unless it's 1980. Um and it does have a CVT transmission that's very much like any other scooter. The fact that it's not stepped through or that it's not, you know, that it doesn't have running boards or footboards, that's beside the point. It's 100% a scooter. The price point says scooter. The engine says scooter. The way the drivetrain's mounted says scooter. And it's coming to the U.S. in 2022, but it's been all over. It, it started in India. Now it's being manufactured in Mexico or assembled in Mexico. And it's been there for years. And... uh in all these other countries, it was considered a scooter, and nobody would consider it a, a motorcycle. And so, 100%, this thing's a scooter. <laughs> okay, time. Hmm. All right, Bagel, are you ready to respond? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. And I, I agree that the Honda Navi does have a lot of elements of the scooter. It has the unit construction of engine transmission and rear swing arm. It has the CVT transmission. It does have some smaller wheels than a motorcycle normally would have. But it still only matches two of the five criteria to be a scooter. It has the unit construction of the engine and transmission and swing arm, and it has a single-cylinder engine design. It does not have wheels that are 10 inches or smaller. It does not have a step-through style frame, and it does not have running boards or a leg shield. Now, it, I agree, like I said, there, there are a lot of elements that seem very scooter-like, but this bike looks just like a Honda Grom. And basically, it, a Honda Grom's a motorcycle, this thing rides handles just like it, except it has an automatic transmission. It's an automatic Grom. That's all it is. It's an automatic motorcycle. Period. Done. Okay. All right. A junkie, you got muted. Yeah. Okay. It looks like a Honda Grom, except for if you remove the storage box that's in the center yes. there. There's nothing there. And that 
frame, you know, that frame, you mm-hmm. take out that centerpiece. It's kind of like getting the, uh, what was the scooter? It was like one of the trails where you could get like the auxiliary fuel tank and it just goes across the top. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it from a moped to a motorcycle was like the, you know, or the, you know, I, I feel like this is the Grom. You could take a, take a Sawzall and just out that middle piece and you have a step through that just doesn't have footboards. <laughs> is that, you still have time. Is that anything else? It's a scooter. <laughs> if, if bagel can switch you guys over to motorcycle on the navi i'm gonna i'm i may question my <laughs> so wait are you both arguing that it's a scooter no i'm, no, I'm, I'm arguing that it's a motorcycle okay, okay yeah damn you bagel with the uno reverse card <laughs> <laughs> all right uh all right so uh, uh, my follow-up is uh bagel you have your criteria but yeah uh, my criteria and maybe the room will agree uh small displacement Automatic CVT transmission and small wheels. That, to me, defines a scooter, right? All the function of a scooter. So, um, Bagel, Mm -hmm. do you not agree that those three criteria count in your... Well, they they are criteria, but the, the wheels are not small enough to count as a scooter wheels. Okay. They have to be ten inches or smaller because there there are motorcycles that that have twelve inch wheels and and scooters that have twelve inch wheels. And Abominations! That's what I said. <laughs> well, you can call them that, but but they are still motorcycles. And you know this is you know this this has enough motorcycle DNA. The the riding position, the handling is all very motorcycle like. It is not scooter like. It, All right. looks, it looks like a motorcycle, not like a scooter. Uh, Junkie, I have a follow-up question for you. Would you wear a scooter skirt while riding a Honda Navi? <laughs> I may or may not be wearing a scooter skirt right now. <laughs> so while on a Navi, why the hell not? Uh, and just if it proved big or wrong and got me some more votes, absolutely. <laughs> Can I explain why that would not work? Nope. Nope. Not work. <laughs> you had your 60 seconds. should have thought of that. Yes. All right. Any other follow-up questions about the Honda Navi? Uh, again, I would ask, what is this thing intended to be used for? This is a mini bike. You're supposed to jump this thing. If you're eight years old, you'd be jumping this thing. You know, you'd be setting up, you know, a little piece of plywood and two by four. You would be jumping this. You would not be jumping a scooter. Um, I'm actually going to disagree with you. So you well, would bunch no, of, oh, if no, you would jump no, no, a scooter, thumbs up on only, that one. Only that you said, what was it created for? That's its function would be here in the American market, but this is just being introduced in the American market. This has been in other markets. And the function there was, I think, very similar to that of a scooter. Over so, rough terrain? What's what's with the extra suspension? Uh, well, small... I mean, in, in India, I mean, every terrain yeah. is a rough terrain. <laughs> he makes a good point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this one. So, any other follow-up questions? I have a follow-up statement. Nope, not unless there's a question. Good try. I have a question. <laughs> what did you say the displacement was? Uh, the displacement on the Navi is 109 cc's. Mm. I thought it was 125. No, it's uh, 109. Wow. It's not using the, the Grom power plant. This is Oh, yeah, different. I know that. Uh, the model number is NVA110. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Uh, no, and this is yeah, this is the engine uh, at the rear wheel, right? Uh, on the swing arm? Yeah, just like a scooter. 
All right, let's go around the room. I'm now going to start with John. Motorcycle or scooter? Motorcycle. All right, Ellie. I'd wave back at the Navi. It's a motorcycle. All right, let's go cat. I'd I'd want to have one as an eight-year-old kid, so I think it's a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say scooter. All right, let's go uh, Raymond. Motorcycle. Looks like a motorcycle. Walks like a motorcycle. Okay. And let's go Henry. It's a motorcycle. Oh, okay. Lila. It's just an e-motorcycle. Just kind of like the e, e the e cigarette to a, a a regular cigarette. You know what I mean? It's electric, but it's it's not so electric. It's not electric. It's not. No, it's one hundred nine cc. Oh, okay, okay. Automatic. Oh, it's automatic. Just okay. like a scooter. Yeah. See, <laughs> that's tough for me, but it does look just like a Grom. So I'm gonna have to go motorcycle. All right. So two bagel with the home team advantage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, um, Junkie, do you want to go first or second on this one? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> You're doomed anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Go, all right. ahead, go, go, go ahead and go first. All all right, right, so thanks, this thanks, next thanks one is the 2018... Uh, this is, no, let's go with the 2010 Aprilia Mana 850. <gasps> yeah, so, Okay. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just so, kidding. <laughs> manufacturer retail price $10,600. 17-inch front and rear wheels. The Aprilia Mana 850 is an automatic transmission motorcycle made by Aprilia since 2007. Liza, it says it in the marketing. I know. That's what it says here, <laughs> but we can debate already. The Mana has an 839cc, 90-degree V-twin engine with a continuously variable transmission, a CVT. And uh, Motorcycle News described it as a sort of half-scooter, half-motorcycle designed to be the bike for all occasions. (laughs) It's kind of like Spock. It's got like Vulcan blood, right? (laughs) Okay. Wow, I don't get Um, that reference there. All right, so Junkie, you going first or second? Yeah, what can I do to give Bagel the advantage here? Let's see. <laughs> uh, to me, <laughs> to me, this is a exactly the same as the uh, the Cub One Twenty Five, which is apparently a scooter. It has a chain drive, <laughs> which the Cub has. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing CVT about it is the drivetrain in the center. And there are several motorcycles, be they shaft drive or or uh, look at a Harley Davidson. It's got a primary that could very well have a belt in there. I mean, if it was CVT, you could call it CVT. But the final drive is belt. The it's a it's a motorcycle. It's not stepped through. Okay. It's basically like having a recluse. You know, now there's 85 Hondas that you can get with the C, uh, a DCT, um, and I don't think anybody would argue that they're scooters. Um, unless they, unless bagels going to, and then they'll be scooters. Um, but yeah, um, I believe that this, in my opinion, this is a motorcycle that is, is one of the, you know, first, uh, automatic motorcycles. There was automatic motorcycles in the seventies. My wife drives an automatic car. I drive a stick just because they're different transmissions. Doesn't mean I'm driving like, you know, a, a different type of vehicles, just different transmissions. So to me, the Aprilia Mana is a hundred percent motorcycle. And it's just, um, when it was one of the early, uh, uh that's time. All right. 
bagel. Right. Are you ready? Me wrong, I'm, the bagler. I, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, first, I want to say, give me an Africa twin with a step-through design, uh, <laughs> running boards, and a single-cylinder engine, and I will call it a scooter. <laughs> is but, uh, doing that? But it's no, they're not. <laughs> but I was just going to say that. Right. Well, that <laughs> is. But, but that said... Um, I, I agree that that the, the Mana does have a lot of scooter DNA in it. It is made by uh, Aprilia, which is owned by Piaggio. <clears throat> it does have the CVT transmission uh, in particular, uh, and this this did uh, gain a lot of attention when it first came out because it was one of the few automatic motorcycles that had ever been made, and uh, a lot of people tried to equate it with a scooter because of the automatic transmission because people just didn't think of motorcycles having automatic transmissions. But but uh, Honda made their Hondamatic, was it called, back in yeah. like the yeah. 70s? Yeah. So it wasn't the first. You know, it had been done before. It's just using different technology than, than what had been used in motorcycles previously. Um, but I have to say, the, the Mana... Oh. oh, now you didn't say, are you saying it's a motorcycle? It's a motorcycle. Wow. <laughs> oh, it doesn't meet any of the scooter criteria at all. So you're both agreeing. <laughs> yep. You're debating... On the same side. I, I think uh, there's no argue, there's no way to argue that one. I uh, would have argued that it was a scooter, but you... <laughs> you would have lost. <laughs> I would have lost. All right. Uh, does anyone want to debate either of them as to if this is a scooter or a motorcycle? Did you look at the picture? Um, I will say, uh, show me a motorcycle with a CVT before or after this. I don't know of another. Honda Cub 125. Didn't the, didn't the Honda well, yeah. DN01 <laughs> have some weird. Kind the of Honda DN01 was, and, and the NM4 also were both N, uh, DCT. No, no, no. The NM4, I believe, was CVT. And the DN01 was one of the very first hmm. um, iterations of the HFT, human friendly transmission, and the DCT, like, uh, trial for, <laughs> I think it got released on the 09 or 2010 um, VFR 1200. Yeah, I was going to say was. the VFR 1200 also had a DCT as mm-hmm. well, uh, but that was prior to the Mana, though, right? That was just right after around the, the same Mana. time. Yeah, like okay. it was like. But the DNO one was before the Mana. Mm. So, and I'll say I have ridden one of these, and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the trellis now, frame wasn't enough to. No, here's you. the thing: I expected it to ride like a motorcycle. And it didn't. What I found what happened is when I went just to make a turn like around a street corner, when you're leaning into the turn, it it shifted mid-turn and <laughs> I suddenly slowed down because it started engine braking mid-turn. And I'm like, ah! Oh. And I'm like, whoa, this was not designed to be ridden <laughs> like a motorcycle to me. It takes a little getting used to a CVT. Yeah. It looks like one. But in this case, to me, it acted and needed to be ridden like a scooter. <coughs> so it's does anyone great. have any no follow-ups? It's great for Italian cops that just want to ride with one hand and smoke with the other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sure. Perfect, perfect mobile. <laughs> All right. That. Well, I will vote that it's a scooter because I've ridden one. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that brings up an interesting new way to, to judge it, whether a scooter or motorcycle, how you have to ride it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, John, what do you think? This is a motorcycle, really. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's go. Ellie? Uh, it's a motorcycle. Okay. And let's go, Raymond. Motorcycle. All right. And Henry? 
Did you feel the need to wear flip flops as as you were riding the manor? <laughs> it's a motorcycle. Okay, Lina. Yeah, I'm struggling to see how a scooter could be for all occasions. So it's a motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> you've just just thrown a dagger into Bagel's back. Right <laughs> Can you do anything? Anything on a scooter? Pretty much. Yeah. I've seen some right. of the videos. I've ridden the right. 49 of the 50 states so far. I was going to say, I've seen most uh, of it's it. It's a motorcycle with a bad transmission. <laughs> 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 All right, so you guys both won on that one. It's a Yay. motorcycle with an easy-to-fix <laughs> transmission. Bagel, what are you going to vote on the next one? Tell me before. Okay, so I can I, I'm just it. going to say on the next one, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to sign. Uh, well, Bagel? Yeah. No, you know what? I'm going to let you guys. I'm going to let you duke it out. Okay. Um, Bagel, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. And this is our final one, and this is the 2018 Suzuki Bergman Executive 650. Hey, Henry, I think Kat would like a drink. So, yes. Um, I think I only have Diet Cokes in there. <laughs> yeah. I'll so, all right. The Suzuki Bergman Executive 650. Base manufactured retail, retail price $11,000. This is the highest priced wow. bike on the list tonight. This is a 638cc two-cylinder, four-stroke engine, um, and Suzuki electronically controlled continuously variable transmission. Front tire of 15 inches and rear is 14. The Bergman 650 has room for plenty of gear. A cavernous 50-liter underseat compartment can hold two full-face helmets and has a light for nighttime convenience. Three compartments below the handlebars provide space for maps and other items you might need on the road. And one contains a DC outlet that's ideal for charging a mobile telephone. Bagel. Yes. Is this... A scooter or a motorcycle? It is 100% a scooter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because uh, by, by the scooter cannibal run criteria, um, it is, is equipped with a step-through style frame and has running boards and leg shield mm-hmm. built into the, the design of the bike. Um, and this, this is a... It's a single. This is a two-cylinder, right? Two-cylinder, yeah. Six thirty-eight cc two-cylinder. But right, but it has a unit construction of engine, transmission, and rear swing arm. So by those criteria, it is a scooter. It's it is a a certain type of scooter. It is a maxi scooter, as it's called. Oh, which is yeah, because there are there is a subset of very large scooters out there. Uh, The Yamaha Majesty is another one. I think that's a five hundred Max. Also, the S Max Mm -hmm. was another large one. Yeah, there. Doesn't BMW have one? Yeah, yeah. The BMW scooter is considered that because it's a six fifty as well. It's a pretty big sized bike. Um, they typically have bigger tires than most scooters do. So, but this is this is absolutely a scooter. Um, oh, and yeah. time. All right, junkie. All right. Well, this motorcycle is a really interesting uh, make, partially because of it does have a parallel twin. This is basically a Ninja six fifty tucked into a, a scooter frame, shall we say? Um, my neighbor had one of these actually, and it was pretty fast. You know, I was, I was surprised. Oh, yeah. I've been cruising down the freeway and you think a sport bike's coming up beside you because of the, the body and the arrow and it's a Bergman 650. Um, not only that, but the final drive in these, just like the BMW, uh, G, uh, the 650 GT. And I think the sport were the same again, like my wife's car and my car, both cars, different transmissions, uh, you know, the way they interact, but the final drive on the BMW was a chain drive. And just the transmission part that switches gears with CVT, 
And on the Bergman, it's much the same. Just the the uh, the CVT transmission, but the final drive is gear drive, just like you would see. You know, there's some bikes. You know, shaft drive or you know, some bikes have gear drive. I just can't remember which which one I'm thinking of now. Some one of the Kawasaki's I think has a gear drive. Like um, that's oh, end time. Mm. <laughs> so that okay. motorcycle there is uh, <laughs> a motorcycle. All right. Anyone have a follow up question? Yeah, I have a question for Junkie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could you please describe the average writer of a Bergman? Uh, an executive. That's why they call it the executive. <laughs> uh, I the saw a guy. Department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they aren't really stepped through frames, so they're pretty tall. Um, can I? Can I help you? Very with this handsome. One? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, uh, to answer your question, these were actually designed for uh, comfortable touring. These mm-hmm. are long distance touring machines. That's true. They have footboards just like your Harley Davidson uh, FLHTs. Um, like they have integrated do. luggage just like your Honda Goldwing, which also has footboards. And they, I've never, I've never seen them around town. I've always seen them on the freeway. So I would say that these are designed for long, like Liza said, work commuting, uh, executive commuting, and possibly long distance scooter travel. Um, on the freeway rather than the back roads, like the bagler has to take his uh, take his little scooters. All right. Does anyone have a question <laughs> for bagel? Follow-up question? <laughs> he can choose between that or that, cat. They look the same, but one is Diet Coke and one is... Thank you very oh, much. Oh, something else. Okay. Um, yeah, so bagel... Uh, or, or I have a follow-up question for you. Yes. Um. When you see one of these coming down the road, do you immediately identify it as a scooter or does it look like a motorcycle? I see these so rarely. Um, You know, the only time I've really seen Bergman's is on the scooter cannonball run. (laughs) Because to me, when I've seen one coming down the road, it's like, oh, it looks exactly like a motorcycle. Yeah, I, I I I will agree that the the way the headlights are designed in in the in the the front fairing on the bike it does look a lot like a motorcycle. But it is it does sit quite a lot lower than a motorcycle does. And if you if you know what you're you're looking at, you you can recognize it. I have a question for the jury. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Who who has seen one of these coming towards you? Gave the Gave the two fingers. That's exactly my and point. And then realized, oh, that was <laughs> a scooter. Oh, man, scooter. now I'm an idiot. Damn it. <laughs> no, I've, I've been in the, I've been in the Alps. I've seen one coming towards me, and I've dropped two fingers because they're they're doing the exact same thing I'm doing. Mm-hmm. They're carving up the curves. They're enjoying the sun. They're using it as a pleasure craft. Absolutely. All right, and there's um, no reason why you can't ride wave to scooters. Bagel, I have a I always wave to scooters. I have hey, one more you. question for you, Bagel. Yes. Have you ever in your life seen a Bergman rider in flip-flops? I don't think I have. <gasps> well, okay. What about but like I said, I've, I've seen them so, so little. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to say. All right. How anyway, many of the criteria does it fit? I, that, I don't. Well, it fits the, the, it has, it has built in leg shield and floorboards. Like well, at, least, at least has, flo- at least has limited. floorboards. Right. Yeah. But you could say yeah. that the BMW R1150RT is because it comes around your legs, right? Well, yeah, that, that would be considered a leg shield, right? Exactly. I'm right. just saying. But it doesn't have a step-through design. 
She yeah, doesn't really step through. I mean, Birdman doesn't like really step through either. Uh, it's step through. It's it's lower than the seat height, right? That's a step through design. Is 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 the part in front of the seat lower than the seat, or is it higher than the seat? That's why choppers don't count as step through designs. Mm-hmm. They, they, their seat is lower than the tank. I if, know what I'm building this. I know what I'm building this year: a chopper with the seat that's higher than the frame. Yeah, right there by the tank. I'm well, well, Craig Vetter did that. I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. All right. uh, any other follow-up questions? Yes. Um, can you wear a scooter shirt? Uh, scooter skirt on a Bergman? <laughs> yes, you can. Any any vehicle with a step-through design, you can wear a scooter skirt on. All right. You guys ready to vote, or do yeah. you have any more questions? Okay. Let's start with Henry. Uh it's a scooter. Okay. Uh, Raymond? Scooter. Ooh. All right. Ellie? I think it's a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. And let's go. Whoever Kat? that is, I love them. I think it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a very plushy scooter. Okay. And Lila? I also go scooter. All right. Did I do it yet, Henry? Yeah, it was the first one. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, me. Ooh. You He's know what? Say scooter again. No, I no, I, I'm voting motorcycle. When these came out, I'm like, it's got big wheels. Like to me, that's such a defining thing. It's 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 big wheels. Um, it has all the functions. It has and a large displacement engine, and it's eleven thousand dollars. It's it's a it's a it's a wool. No, it's a it's a sheep and wolf's clothing. No, it's a wolf and sheep's clothing. That's what it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> No, sheep and wolf's clothes? I don't know. I'm going motorcycle. John? So, I'm going motorcycle because, you know, I think a scooter inherently is made to be an urban, fun, you know, ride. This is made clearly to go, like, long distance. So, And I'm not saying you couldn't take a scooter on long distance. Let me be very clear about that. But I'm thinking intentional design is for long distance ride. May may I remind you that my first scooter is a Heinkel Tourist? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but but touring Europe isn't like touring the U.S. Okay. So (laughs) I guess uh, that one is a scooter. Thank you. So uh, that is the end of this. But here's the thing. First of all, I want to thank Junkie for coming on and playing a game. No one here is a winner or a loser. No, no, Junkie definitely is a loser. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, I think so. Um, but, no, but thanks thanks for a good debate, Junkie. This is fun. The whole point yeah. of this is it is fun to debate some of these bikes. There are scooters that steal from motorcycle design and, and vice versa. Yep. You know, to see a bike with a CVT or to see a scooter with large displacement and large wheels. Yeah. I mean, it's like... What what's coming next? What is this? Where's the end? Right? Yeah, I and, mean, and, that, there's all kinds of stuff that's been tried over the years. I mean, there there are scooters with fluid drive transmissions that they had back in the fifties and sixties too. You know, it's it's. I I, I like I like that there there are still manufacturers who are trying different things just to see what'll stick, what'll works, what doesn't work. You know, it's it's it, that's that's what will 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 result in in new breakthroughs and yeah. uh, new ways of doing things that that uh, kind of are, are just different from what's been done before. Well, and the other thing, too, and just to recap, the Piaggio MP3500 was voted by the panel. It is a scooter. The Aprilia Mana 850 is a motorcycle. The Suzuki Bergman is a scooter, and the Honda Navi is a motorcycle. But one thing I think we can now go on the record with, because I have appointed everyone as an official 
uh, here is that the Super Cub C125 is now a scooter. So we can, we can, somebody can, someone call Honda? Have them move it to their scooter page move so we can get that. Move to the scooter page. So, yeah. So, hey, Junkie, thank you for coming on and playing. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think it's interesting in this list, you know, people always comparing, you know, vegetables to fruits. Some people don't know the difference when they start to get gray, you know, like tomatoes mm-hmm. and cucumbers and pumpkins. Right. And I feel like this list that you picked was legumes all the way. Like, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, I did want to say one thing. This yeah. is, I wanted to bring this out in the beginning. I think the underbone versus the overbone uh, construction has a lot to do with it too. And like, as Bagel pointed out, some of these qualify a step through but the underbone i believe is when you're riding a scooter and your legs are together that's referencing where the rider's testicles are because you have <laughs> the bone i know bagels hangs over his knees in the front and his <laughs> testicles are hanging under the bone and on a motorcycle you're in standard like hot dog formation or they're off to one side so well, i'll give the navi i'll give the navi motorcycle because it doesn't have the uh you know the legs together positioning but some of these other ones you're gonna have to reconsider using that criteria alone well there, there are reasons why why some of us need a step through designs all i'm gonna say right <laughs> so how cold is the floorboard on all of your scooters bagel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Junkie, thank you. Uh, you're welcome to stay on if you want, or you can exit. We, we have a Are big... you kidding me? I'm going to go lick my wounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. Good. And uh, anytime you need a debate, and, and those jingles are on the way, and then you can make up the games. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, here's a real right. sport. Bye, everyone. All right. See have you. Bye. Good Bye. Bye. All right. So it's announcement time. Ooh. Ah. And Cat. <clears throat> Uh, for people who don't know, Cat is with Layout Escapes, and he makes these um, dream tours. Raymond, I'm surprised you haven't gone on one of these yet. You love tours. I, I've never heard of him. Ah, Layout Escapes. Um, he does these amazing tours in uh, Italy. Did you you Australia? Yep. Uh, you said you're adding wow. Japan. Um, I'll add Japan as soon as somebody can find me yeah, some yeah, track yeah. bikes. That's and all where, I need. It'll take you out on a, an amazing tour that ends on a MotoGP track. Mm-hmm. And you have a track day there with instruction, riding high-end bikes like Ducatis and BMWs, BMWs. right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a dream trip. It really is. Um, and you've come up with a new tour Yes, that we're about to announce. Mm-hmm. This tour was made specifically for you, Motorcycles and Misfits listeners. Um, primarily because I, I've heard from other folks, one, my tours are rather expensive. Uh, and two, um, not everybody is a track rider. I don't necessarily want to get involved in, uh, competing directly against, uh, tour companies. However, I did want to try to pass along my knowledge of how to travel, uh, in foreign countries on a motorcycle. So this is the Motorcycles and Misfits training tour mm-hmm. in the Italian Alps. Nice. Which I just found out is not in Italy. It, it's 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 in Italy, but, but the people in the Italian Alps are they're, they're more Tyrolean than Italian. Oh, wait, like the Tyrolean Inn? Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Yep. So, all right, let's get to the details. Okay. When where and okay. how much? All right. So the dates will be July 24th to July 30th. 
This is a simple week off. Uh, I could have done this as a split between the weekend, but um, if you only get a week off, this is your chance to take this tour. The purpose of the tour is to get you familiar with traveling in Europe. Realize it's nothing to be spooked about. Um, I'm actually going to be pulling back uh, as a guide and being a guide, I'm actually going to give you guys challenges and teach you things about how to do stuff yourself. So the oh. next time you can go to Spain, Croatia, pick up bikes in Germany and head to the Czech Republic. I don't care. I just want you to get it out of your system that this is something you can't do. So all the things that you've learned in all the years yes. of doing tours, this is like an educational how to travel, how to figure Correct. stuff out. Right. Oh, so like if you that. want to do this on your own, again, I'm putting myself out of business here. I'm not interested in competing against Edelweiss. This tour is specifically designed so that next time you go traveling to Europe, you won't have to take a tour if you don't want to. You could do it on your own. It's really not that hard. And how much? Okay. I am. It's starting off at $2,500 for a seven day trip. And that includes hotel and motorcycle rental. Are you kidding wow. me? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, you, and I, 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 congratulations. I you have made an affordable trip. Yes. Well, that was, that was, hey, track days are a big expense. What are the bikes that you'll be offering? Okay. That price, that 2500 is for a shared room. Uh, with somebody else, you can get your own room for only $2,800. Okay, so wow. upgrade to not having to listen to somebody else snore for only $300 more. <laughs> All right. Now, the, be base, the base bike is the F900R, which is a perfectly capable yeah. bike. Yeah. Okay, we've had uh, a World Superbike Champion Scott Russell. That was the bike he took, and he kicked our ass on it. Uh, of course, he is Scott Russell, but uh, <laughs> it's perfectly capable in the Alps. Um, but available for upgrade um, is the BMW F900XR, which is a taller, uh, taller version with a windscreen. That's only a hundred dollars more. Um, the BMW R1250RS uh, has some nice fairings, sort of the sport touring model. Sport touring model that's four hundred dollars more. GS. The Venerable GS is only $400 more. Ooh. Okay. Uh, the RT, should you uh, really, to me, the only point of an RT is to bring a couple. It's the ultimate passenger throne, but mm -hmm. some people are obsessed with them. Those are more expensive. Those are $600 uh, upgrade. And also the S1000XR, my personal favorite sporty model, is also $600. These are great options. Mm -hmm. And actually, I, I looked up the F900. That, that looks... Like a fun bike. Uh, it is. And I would think uh, for uh, like aggressive riding without getting yourself in too much trouble. But mm -hmm. I mean, 900, you can get in trouble. All right. Let me go over some of the other things that this does include. Obviously, it includes with the price, includes the base bike. You've heard about some of the upgrades. Also included is breakfast every day. And I do not mean the breakfast you've been getting at the best Western in the United States. <laughs> I love those waffle makers, man. <laughs> yeah. You get a serious breakfast out of EU. Um, EU hotels do breakfast properly, and you, you will be enjoying them. Also, on the tour, you will be getting the use. Uh, we'll put it on your helmet. It's the use of an X2 Chatterbox Slim, so you can actually stay in radio contact with everybody else who's on the tour. Cool. All right. Um, everybody who is who joins the tour also gets access to Yamaha Champions Riding School's Champ U program, which is a $50, $50 course. And I want everyone to watch it and learn the lessons because it will really help mm -hmm. you with your riding and help you stay safe, particularly in some of the really twisty tight yeah. stuff in the Alps. 
Um, and finally, um, I'm including a, a roadbook with all of the waypoints and whatnot so you guys can actually do this on your own. You can leave before me on day two and do the tour yourself. In fact, I encourage you to do it without a guide. Learn how to do this on your own. Every motorcycle is equipped with a GPS, luggage, tank bag. Um, so it's dinners so, and lunches are on your own. So will anybody be shooting at you during this? <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing when I hear the story. I'm like, you know, I've had people like, you know, nervous about traveling abroad. I'm like, you got to be nervous about going off road in the United yeah. States. Right. So I want to be clear. So you will be there on yes, this tour. I will. Because this is basically like a teaching. Uh, yes, I will be. As well. I, we'll, we'll be having a few little uh, classroom sessions and hands on, you know. Okay. How does the tire repair kit work here yeah. as we're sitting in Paso Pordoy. Imagine one of you had a flat tire. Let's let's have a look and see how we do it. So you all know when the time comes and you do get a flat tire, and it's almost always in the rear, um, you'll know how to do it. And you'll help people with things like how to say where's the bathroom in the local language? Um, more importantly, I'll learn how do you get by in a foreign country when you don't speak the language. Yeah. Surprisingly, all you need are three things. You need a place to sleep, you need fuel and you need food. All three of these things can be done with hand signals. You can get by. You can figure it out. If, if a sense of adventure is really what's required. Grab the menu, close your eyes, and point at something. <laughs> something will show up. Chances are it'll be edible. That's Food is a low-cost adventure. We need to treat these things as not things to be afraid of, but as a chance to have an adventure. You guys sound interesting so far? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yes. guess what? This is not the big announcement. <clears throat> what? This is not the big announcement. Do you want to share the big announcement, Kat? Miss Emma <gasps> is destined to come with no. us. Yes. Ooh. Emma will be on this trip. So mm-hmm. if you would like to do a tour of the apparently not Ital- Italy, Italian It's Alps. the Italian Alps. It's just, it's troll. It's now, not very Bagel Italian. has a question for you. Yes. Yes, is it is it possible to uh, acquire a scooter for this trip? <laughs> I literally have been sitting here on my phone looking for a scooter in Munich. They used to rent them at BTS. They don't anymore. I could ask mm. Dirk if they can if they can pull one from the from the dealership floor. They used to rent BMW 650s scooters mm. uh, from there, but I don't see them on the rental fleet now. I'll, I'll ask him if we can sneak one. So, in. Bagel, okay. if you can find a scooter, might you go on this trip? I'm tempted. I'm very tempted. That sounds like a lot of fun going the pot. Going from Munich into the Alps. Mm -hmm. That just that's that's like my dream of going and riding there. Henry, might you be interested in this trip? I am very interested in this trip. (laughs) So this really is a a misfit strip. This was specifically made for the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast listeners. So So how how many people can you take? I can take a maximum of fifteen. We could um, take it maybe a little bit past that. Um, it really has to come with the understanding that, yo, Cat um, is not being a guide here. He's being an instructor. And it's only going to be me and Miss Emma to help you out along. So in some cases, you know, you got to learn to do a few things on your own. So um, how do people get more information? How do people sign up? How do they okay. know, ask questions? Um, we are going to post the link 
to this tour in the notes for this episode. Okay. Okay. That we can do. It is not technically shown uh, on my website publicly right now. I wanted to give Motorcycles and Misfits listeners the first opportunity to sign up for this trip before I offer it to anybody else because it was made for you. I wanted to thank you for it. Um, I, I think it's great that you've come up with an affordable uh, tour, but more so the fact that this is a teaching tour, not yes. just a... All right, follow me here, follow me here. Right. You're going to share all of your knowledge. This is, that's huge. The knowledge is going to start coming to you before you come on the tour. Specifically, how to pack light. Because we aren't going to have a luggage vehicle. You aren't going to have a luggage vehicle when you do this by yourself. So it's time to learn now how to pack enough to stay warm, but stay light. So, and just to recap, this starts at $2,500 mm-hmm. for a week. And, and... And the writing, what's it like in the Italian Alps? <laughs> okay. There's, um, there's a couple of reasons why I chose the Italian Alps. One, every rider should ride the Italian Alps at least once in their life. It's stunningly gorgeous. It doesn't look real. It looks like you're riding through a giant movie set. It's insane. I scream in my helmet every time I'm there. People actually live here. It's not fair. Um, I swear there's some, you know, insane nut job who gets up at 5 a.m. and puts extra mascara on the cows. It's just <laughs> it's just adorable. All the little buildings are carved wood and other wall buildings have painted walls and yeah, um, it's a gorgeous place to see. Uh, it's yeah, it looks like a giant movie set. So one, you have to do it um, just for the scenic and the riding alone. Um, two, there's another reason why I did this as the training tour mm-hmm. because one of the rules to learn of doing this on your own, doing exploring on your own, is to go to resort areas, not tourist areas. Mm. This is a resort area. This is where Europe goes to play. And this is where you want to go when you're on your own motorcycle adventures because that's where you're going to get a good deal. No one's going to cheat you over on, on dinner. In a tourist trap, they're like, you're going to be here once. We're going to double charge you. We're going to give you crappy food. And you're never going to come back again. But at a resort area, they want you to come back. Same mm-hmm. thing goes with hotels and all other types of services in a resort area. So that's one of the secrets of traveling abroad on a motorcycle on your own is look for resort areas. These are beautiful places where you're going to get a decent deal. All right. Wait a minute. Is this Italy or not? I'm still confused. Yes, it is Italy. Okay, it, it is, is within the borders of Italy. What I'm saying is this is not the classical Tuscany or Rome or Marche or Umbria that you would normally consider Italy. This this is Tyrolean. Okay. Um, I wanted to kind of help prepare everyone, but mm-hmm. also test. I came up with a little game <laughs> that I thought would be helpful. All right. Um. I've got some some clips I'm going to play. These are words or phrases in Italian. Does anyone here speak Italian? <laughs> Bagel, you speak Italian? Uh, <laughs> not really. I know right. a little bit. So I, I want to see it. if anyone here can guess what the word is. Okay? Jesus I'm, I'm going to start with something simple. Indicatori di direzione. Tell me where the directions are. Turn signals. Right direction. That's right. Turn signals. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. See if you can guess this one. Tachimetro. Tachimetro. Where's the, where's the subway? Tachimetro. Anyone? 
This um, is a part of the motorcycle. Oh, she's doing it's all motorcycle. It's tachometer. Oh, yeah. it is tachometer. the speedometer. I just said that. Oh, it is a speedometer. Oh. Is my mic on? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about how about this one? Cestello della frizione. Cestello della frizione. The yeah, you're close. The clutch. The clutch basket. Oh. Yes. All right. How about this one? Pneumatico. Air. Tires. Tires. Pneumatico. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. One more on this. Cavalletto. Cavalletto. Mm. Cavalletto. Little horse. No, this actually holds the motorcycle up. Center stand? Kickstand. Cavalletto. Cavalletto. All right. uh, Let's see. Another part of the motorcycle. Pistone del motore. It's the pistons. pistons. Engine pistons. Yeah. Yes, motor piston. All right, now I have a couple phrases. See if you can get this one. Questa Vespa è fottuta. Questa Vespa è fottuta. Can you, you one more time? Where's, one it's where something. Questa Vespa è fottuta. This Vespa is fucked? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? I must have heard that one before yeah. somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, how about this one? Dagli fagioli. Something strawberry. Dagli fagioli. Something bean. Give it to beans. That's ah, right. Exactly. All right. Got one more. Chepisho nel airbox. Ti do 300 dollari. I'll pee in your airbox for $80. Chepisho nel airbox. Ti do 300 dollari. Oh, I pissed in your airbox. I'll give you $300. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> I figured these are all important phrases yes. for everyone to very, learn. Very important. Especially with Emma there. <laughs> um, I, at this point, I can, I can the, the bikes, I've already made sure that the bikes are available during that time. So the full range of motorcycles um, that I've listed out is available. Um, and I've already talked to the hotels. All right. So um, and let's take a second uh, to talk about, do you have uh, your other trips this year mm-hmm. you still have available? Yes. Um, the only tour that's fully booked up so far, which I encourage everybody to book early next year, is the Munich to Magello tour uh, this year with Yamaha Champions Riding School. Uh, still open and ready to book um, is the party tour. Uh, check out Bruno. This is just a good old-fashioned Romp on sport bikes and sport touring machines and three days at Bruno in my and also four nights in my favorite hotel that's a four star hotel in the paddock of a MotoGP circuit. Uh, we're also featuring, let's see, what's up next after that? Uh, Spain. We have two tours in Spain one to Aragon and one to Catalonia. So one's through the Pyrenees uh, and the other one is along Costa Brava. Uh, we also are running a MotoGP tour, so people can go see the MotoGP at Nizano. And finally, we're also running a tour to Sardinia and Corsica with one day of track time on Mugello. Nice. Yeah. And remind everyone where they can find out more. Leodescapes.com. L-E-O-D escapes.com. So, uh, Ellie, Lila, maybe, are you guys interested in the uh, Italian Alps trip? Yeah. Yeah? It's hard not to be. 
Yeah, I, this this trip might get filled up with just people in the room. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, I'm a little worried about that. That's okay. <laughs> I, I yep. My job is the same. Doesn't matter. I've <laughs> I've looked into tours. That price is rock bottom. Yeah, it's very low because I'm one. We're not running a luggage vehicle. That mm-hmm. means we're te- everybody's going to have to learn to pack light, and you have to. So this is part of the learning lesson in saving you money. And I guess uh, the the last question is. For, um, I mean, we're still dealing with COVID around. Yes. And so I'm sure you've, you've figured all this out. Oh, what sure. are the requirements at this time? The requirements are uh, you have to be vaccinated or, and here's the fuzzy gray one, which we haven't, mm-hmm. we haven't determined. You have to prove that you've recently recovered, mm-hmm. which means ultimately mm-hmm. all the EU countries, what they're really looking for is, does this person coming into our country have enough antibodies on board so they don't end up in one of our hospitals? Yeah. It, it's it's really about a money. We want to make sure that the hospitals we've paid for, for our populace, don't get taken up by a bunch of visiting foreigners. Um, at this point, all the variants are all over the globe, so there's not going to be any, any more travel bans. It's just about, does this person coming in going to be reasonably healthy and not end up in the hospital. So you got to be vaccinated pretty much. So vaccine requirements, are they requiring boosters at this time also? You have to have enough antibodies within a six month period of time. I think six months is the latest time. So either your second vaccination or your booster shot. And I mean, this is Italy. They, this is Germany. We're coming into Munich. Oh, you're coming into Munich. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Italy don't mess around with COVID. No. That's the well, thing. Italy either, got hit either hard place. with COVID, really bad. Yeah, exactly. And Germany's been pretty strict about it, too. Yes, they have. Well, thank you very much for sure. this. I mean, this is a big deal. I mean, and Emma, I don't know the last time Emma has been on a big trip like this or out of the country. This is a big thing for her yeah. to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to travel with Emma, you know, there's just besides uh, your travel tips, Kat, I'm sure Emma's going to have all mm-hmm. sorts of Oh, I'm of looking tips. forward to it because I'm a terrible mechanic. So, I'm like, oh, Emma's coming? Great. <laughs> Cancel the mechanic. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you for that. Um, I wanted to read some emails real quick. And I have one here that I'm just going to, I'm going to say, um, this is from our friend Dean. And he sent a limerick, which at first I thought I'm not going to read. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cruel. Uh, but then, uh, knock left right before we recorded after he said he was going to stay. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm reading it. (laughs) All right. So this is from Dean. He says, howdy misfits. Dean from Indiana here. People around these parts like to pretend we're Southern, but I just have a generic Midwest accent. In honor of Nock finally showing up for the podcast again, <laughs> Not. and unceremoniously leaving in the middle again, <laughs> I present the following limerick uh, to be read in a British accent, because apparently I'm a Brit when I rhyme. <laughs> it's really not hard to disparage the folks at the Recycle Garage, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jim's a delight, and Emma's all right. But Nock should have been a miscarriage. Oh, oh, damn. Oh, yeah. uh, he goes on to say, long time listener, visited the garage once, and I dropped Liza's bike a little. <laughs> Just a little. Uh, I recently discovered during a long drive that my wife hates podcasts, but loves yours. 
She's absolutely smitten with Miss Emma and wants to have tea with her. Aww. Uh, so maybe they can have tea. Do they have tea in uh, the, the Italian? Yes. Out? It's yes. called, te- believe it or not, in German, in German it's te. Te. Same as Spanish. Te? Same Spanish. Te? Te? Yes, yeah. y- yes, you can get tea pretty much anywhere in Europe. I uh, says a couple um, YouTube channels. Check out Alan Millier, and if you guys haven't checked him out, he's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And Two Stroke Stuffing. I haven't seen that. He says a mad <laughs> Norwegian trying to build the most powerful possible 50cc two stroke to run at Bonneville. Ooh! <laughs> like, wait, wow, that sounds like that, that's got like sounds like is this a scooter Indian. or a motorcycle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And uh, he says, "P.S. I still owe Liza a versus windscreen." <laughs> oh, uh, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I sold that bike, and I actually replaced the windscreen. So we're all good. Ray Ray, you have an email there to read. I do have an email, and I, I don't know where the, and I don't have my reading glasses, so bear with uh, me. So can you try and read it into the mic? <laughs> yes, I will okay. try. It's going to be hard because I have to also look at the page. All right. <laughs> it's from Junior V. Please tell Raymond I am so sorry about his accident and his loss. Um I so hate that phrase, I I didn't see you, when in fact they were not paying attention. My uh, favorite... Just, and if anyone uh, wasn't listening in last week's show, Raymond was hit from behind on his uh, Ural, and his dog, dog. was killed because yeah, of it, that. yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, my favorite phrase is dress for the ride, uh, for the slide and not for the ride. I'm an Aerostitch <laughs> yeah. guy, two-piece full armor, and uh, the clear skin gloves... Um, all air stitch, lace-up boots, and full-face scorpion helmet, California edition. Um, I've been broadsided two times and actually backed into at an inter- intersection waiting for the light to change, uh, just to name a few. People just don't pay attention. Ad gap, trends, all the gear, all the time. They certainly don't. Yeah. I will be attending the 500 party if you guys decide to do it. Stay safe, ride safe, God bless, Junior. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, we had a few people send their well wishes to you. Oh, right? thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Bagel, you have two to read. You want to pick one for now? Uh, sure. <clears throat> I have an email from Sam. Uh, and Sam writes, uh, I was driving and not able to look for these. Oh, this is about helmet standards, by the way. Helmet stand- oh, we were talking about helmet standards. Yeah. Oh, yes. And Henry, you had very helpful information. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that website. Yeah. <clears throat> Sam writes, um, I was driving and not able to look for these articles when I sent the earlier email. I guess he sent an email prior to this one. Uh, he said, Ray Ray mentioned DOT being an acceptable standard and okay for protection. I agree with it being only okay protection. The, the allowable brain trauma in a successful helmet test is astonishingly high. <laughs> Here is an article I read when published back in 05 or so in Sport Rider magazine. And, uh, well, I can't share the link on the, on the audio podcast, but uh, maybe we can put that in the notes or something. He says, I found it very eye-opening to say the least. The article resulted in the firing of the author due to <laughs> denied advertiser pressure. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I was not able to find the article on Motorcyclist's site. Wow. Um, Henry directed you to the Sharp site that that is, as you know, really fascinating and detailed. Takes a bit to figure out differing names with European and U.S. helmet model names. Because of this, and my understanding that an ECE certification allows less brain trauma, 
I purchased a Kberg Tourmax and happily rode the shit out of it and wore it at the Numb Nuts Challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it also meets all the criteria features you asked for. The Snell Memorial Foundation is, I believe, a for-profit organization that only tests helmets that are supplied by the helmet manufacturer along with funds. I feel initially they had a, they had a good intention and have, and have fallen to the greed of money over all else. Shortly after this article was published, Snell announced they were releasing a new 2010 standard that has that had nothing to do with the article, of course. <laughs> uh, if you look at racing, most governing bodies require the ECE certification. In the last year or two, MotoGP announced they will only accept a new FIM helmet standard that I have not seen yet. And lastly, I completely agree with Matt regarding the Numb Nuts Challenge. We did not simply <laughs> quit. <laughs> it is obvious that John owes us <laughs> our mutual agreement to end the shit show allowed John to storm off back home in a huff while cuddling his blankie. <laughs> Looking forward to making it back down and hanging out. Hopefully I'll be able to join you all on a podcast at, at some point as well. Sam. I did here. not have a blankie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> nice. Thanks, All right, John, you have one to read? Yes. So this is from Matt Barlow. And Matt in the picture is wearing a Emma's Army shirt. Yeah, it looks awesome. Show everyone the picture. Yeah, one of the Emma's Army shirts from our Zazzle page. Oh, yes. Nice. Everybody should go to Zazzle and buy one. Uh, greetings to the most amazing group of misfits ever to make a motorcycle podcast in Santa Cruz. Feeble <laughs> attempt at ask kissery. You did a wonderful job. <laughs> a month or two ago, I emailed and asked for advice about an upcoming trip to Death Valley. At the time, I had a DRZ 400, and as they do, the bike showed me a good time and now has a new owner. So I picked up a 20, uh, 22 GPX Moto FSE 300R, which is a Chinese water-cooled 300 four-stroke. Actually, I rode with a guy that had one of these, and was I was super impressed. By the way, uh, it's modeled after a KTM 350, and so far has been a great bike. I got, I just got back from a shakedown ride in southeast southeast Utah around Lake Powell, about 200 miles of loose dirt and, and waist deep, waist deep sand. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That sounds like Flash zero bike. fun. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty impressed with this bike. It's a lightweight bike that likes to rev. I I like that it came with all LED lighting to get plated in Utah. Plenty of CNC goodies. That'll add on later in a capable suspension. The seat, however, left me with PTSD in my taint. Ooh. Oh. You need a titanium taint. Uh, I threw on another foam and cover kit, and it's awful, too. Time for a seat concepts. I added some handguards, tusk rack, and luggage on the back to carry fuel tools and, of course, snacks. Overall, I'm really pleased for a good bike that and that brings uh, a good bike brings that's under 6K. Well, short story long, this is now what I'll take my week-long dual sport trip to Death Valley at the end of February. I hope you're doing great, and congratulations to the Numb Nuts winners, and congratulate Evan on his good form as he and his bike <laughs> lay down for a nap. <laughs> here's the most complete pics. Amazing, right? So here's a great picture. Hey, great email. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. And then, Begley, have one more email. I, I do have another one. And I think you might have a response for it, I hope. Oh, well, yes. Um, <clears throat> this is an email from uh, JR. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, uh, or Junior, I guess, maybe. He says, uh, I have an older two-piece arrow stitch suit. I would, 
I would be willing to donate to him. I think it's a 42 regular. It does not have any armor, but the price is right if he's interested. I think I might have to measure myself to see if that'll fit. It might be a little tight, but I'll check. Uh, That might work. And uh, I will will be in touch. You can see how my uh, 40 regular fits you. That I'm pretty sure would be pretty tight on me, though. <laughs> It'd be tight, but you could see if like there's another inch, if like another inch or two around the chest yeah. would work. Yeah. Maybe yeah. could try it out. So uh, I'll, I sent you his email. You can respond to him in email yes. as well. Yep. So thank you for that, Jr. Uh, I have a Thanks. few announcements, real quick. Uh, first of all, uh, we still have some spots for Stumpa Stan. Yes, we do. Uh, which is Ray uh, Ray looking at you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling the peer pressure. You should. Yeah. Everybody should email Ray Ray. I, I just want to see a picture of Ray Ray on the little CG. I know, I'm, C- I'm worried that's going to just completely self-destruct on there. Hey, you and, no. on C- <laughs> you and me on those little bikes would be quite a fun time. <laughs> you two should ride yeah. two up. <laughs> Naked. No. Ooh, Only if you I want to. See You'd have to. I'll be in the back. No, they're, they're, you definitely have a lot of fun, but can't get in trouble on them. Uh, that, that's what's great about them. But... Um, yeah, so this is in June, and there's yep. a couple spots left to go there. You go to a differentagenda.com, and you'll find Stumpy's Land of the Giants uh, tour, and then as well in September, my Chick Stand tour. I have a couple spots open as well. My my trip is pretty near full. Um, second, uh, next week, I have an invitation for our listeners, much like Kat had for his trip. This is an invitation to our listeners to join us on the podcast next week. Um, and it also goes for anyone here in the room, but I wanted to invite our listeners to be a part of the podcast. You know how one of our favorite uh, little ep- uh, little uh, segments is Emma's History Hole, where she deeps, deep dives into some topic? I figured, you know what? There's a lot of people who have that same passion for something in the motorcycle community. Maybe it's a certain model of two-stroke, or maybe it's the Swiss Evil Knievel, or, you know, there's something. I want to give everyone the opportunity to do a reverse history hole. I want them to zoom in and tell us a story. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Exactly. So uh, if you would like to participate, and I'm looking for a little, like, five or ten-minute, you know, little telling us a story about... Uh, a model of a bike or a rider or just the origins of something, you know, we've, we've done all sorts of fascinating stories before. Uh, go ahead and email me at recycle motorcycle garage, gmail.com uh, with the subject title history hole. And uh, let me know that you want to participate and I will send you an invite to participate. And then um, lastly, um, I have ordered the new t-shirts for this year. Mm-hmm. You know, every year I do another run of t-shirts. Uh, Bagel, you're wearing one from two years ago, I believe. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, to get one of these t-shirts, all you have to do is be a supporter on Patreon for $5 or more. It's not too late. I ordered extra shirts. So um, if you would like to get in on this, all you have to do is go to our Patreon account for Motorcycles and Misfits. So I also have a link in our show notes and be a member uh, for $5 or more. And uh, I will send you an email saying, what size shirt do you want? And they're going to be shipping out in the next couple of weeks. Cool. And I do one run and they're gone. Every year I do a different run. So uh, go and uh, be a supporter on Patreon. And I think I might have a couple, maybe one or two spots left for the Ask Miss Emma. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, I think that's it. Anyone else have a final I announcement? Do you have one little yes. thing I wanted to mention? Um, I have another listener email um, that I would like to read. Okay. Uh, this Where, is where'd this one come from? Well, this is from Michael Blake. <laughs> He's from somewhere in the UK. I'm not sure yes. where. <laughs> I know who this is. He writes, "Dear Bagel, Liza gave me your address so I could send you these stickers for your toolbox." Back in the 80s, I was lucky to be able to go to the Isle of Wight for several scooter rallies. I bought these last year with the intention of sending them to you. My, my The best, my friend, Mike Blake. And thank you very much, Mike. There's, these are some very cool uh, stickers that he sent from the Isle of Wight. Oh, super cool. The Isle of Wight scooter oh, wow. rally. That's great. Nice. Which is the probably the biggest scooter rally in the world. I have uh-huh. heard legendary tales of this. I've never made it there myself yet. But I would love to go someday if it's still happening. And Mike is cool. When I was out at the Ace Cafe for the Werwer event, he came out and uh, nice, yeah, hung out with me and had a chat. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And Mike. he had a I motorcycles really and misfit sticker on his Aww. motorcycle. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So thank you very much. I think that wraps it up. Um, hey, big thanks to Junkie Turdman Creative Writing Podcast. Give it a listen. Yes. And for Cat for coming down. You've been working on this. You did a lot of work to put this together. Make mm-hmm. something that is. Truly affordable. Um, a lot of people think that tours are, well, are out, maybe outside of their range. It's affordable with a purpose. You, so, you're coming on board to learn, so you don't have to always take a tour. You so, can do it on your own. So have you priced what airline tickets might be? Uh, unfortunately, we're looking at around anywhere from like, at the moment, they're like 1300 to about 1500 Really? Yeah. Hmm. For so round, that's a round trip. To Pakistan. That's this round trip, and I encourage everybody to please arrive a day or two early because Munich is a fabulous town to walk, eat, drink your jet lag away. And let me ask you this: If somebody wanted to rent the bikes a little bit longer and extend their trip, that is possible. There you go. Mm-hmm. But you will give them all the training they need. Yes. To continue. Mm-hmm. All right. And did you want to just have them go through the site, or did you want to give them an email address to ask any questions? Um, you can send any questions to cat, C-A-T, at layoutescapes.com. Happy to answer any questions. And we'll get the URL to the tour uh, posted in the, the show notes. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up. Um, hey, thanks, everyone, for participating. Thanks, everyone, for um, sticking with us and listening through as well. And, uh, Ellie, I hope you enjoyed this first trip uh, here, our first time here in our studio. It was a blast. Thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, and I, I hope it makes up with the fact that you found out that you have this other affliction you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I'll be going to the emergency room right after we end. <laughs> um, and just to give you some advice, um, it's okay to let people help you work on your motorcycle, but when you just kind of stand back and watch everything unfold, my recommendation is um, because you're you can learn when people are there helping out, is to be at the ready to retrieve tools and ask questions. Why are you doing that? Or what, why did you use that tool? And that way you'll learn uh, alongside with everyone. That's part of what we do here in the garage. Everyone should be kind of teaching and helping, not doing for somebody. And it's very easy because everyone gets so enthusiastic and just goes in there to solve you know, a problem. In your case, we're trying to figure out how to mount saddlebags when there wasn't a clear path. So um, yeah, just don't, don't let them push you out. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Thank right. you. Yep. So uh, go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You'll find the links there. Don't forget RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Email us with any questions. And I highly suggest you sign up for this trip with Miss Emma. 
it will mean so much to her to have this trip. I think she's going to love it. And Kat, I hope you're able to find a scooter for Bagel. Uh, that's going to be a tricky one. Um, I will ask my man in Munich, Dirk. Yes, there really are men in the world named Dirk. Oh, you yeah. Lots that. of them in Germany. It's not just, it's not just a romance novel. Man. Maybe there's a listener Dirk? out there who would let, let Bagel my ride and use a scooter. Too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thanks, everyone. I think it's time to get out of here. This is Liza. This is Ellie. Stumpy John. Cat. Lila. Henry. Ray Ray. Mm, bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. cool.